This is the Make Money Blogging Podcast, Episode 12, with digital nomad wannabe founder Sharon Goulet. In today's episode, I'm giving you an update for my latest case study. Now, this case study is all about my blog about Malaysian travel that I started back in October 2018. So it's about 20 months old at the moment. I share what I'm doing to grow this blog, how I overcome the challenges I face along the way, and how much traffic and money I make at every stage of the journey in growing this site. This episode is for you if you want to know what's working in blogging right now and want ideas about what works to grow your own blog. It's also a special of interest right now for those of you who are in travel and wondering how my site is going as it faces the biggest challenge of all, the coronavirus pandemic. In today's episode, I'll quickly give you some background on this case study for those of you hearing about it for the first time, and then I'll discuss what I've been doing on this blog since my last update in February this year, what's changed, and how I'm viewing the future. Welcome to the Make Money Blogging Podcast with Digital Nomad Wannabe. Each week on this show, you'll find actionable tips and strategies for growing traffic and income from your blog with no fluff, so you can quit the day job and have more freedom to do what you love. From SEO to affiliate marketing to blogging business strategies, it's all here. Let's start with your host, digitalnomadwannabe.com founder, Sharon Gourlay. So today we're talking about my latest case study. There are many reasons why I like to have case studies on digitalnomadwannabe.com. In fact, the whole site pretty much started as a case study to show my journey from day zero when I decided to start an online business, how I actually did it to where I am today. And this really is just my latest case study in a long line. Now, the main reason I do this is to show people who keep making excuses about how building a successful blog isn't possible, that it is, that it's not too competitive, that you don't need to work so hard. It's really just about having a strategy and working smart. I also do it to show the strategies I talk about on this site and channels are repeatable. Having blogging success is definitely not about luck. It's about being strategic. I also do it to keep my hands dirty. I never want to be someone who just talks about how to have blogging and SEO success. The only way to be good at these strategies is to keep working at them. And I also do these case studies so you can see all the steps I take to build up a site and mirror them if you want to know have a successful blog yourself. I also like to do things I've not done before. And I find that publishing these types of case studies about what I'm doing on the site also really helps keeping myself accountable and moving forward. And it makes me take this time out like I did recording this podcast and writing my notes for it to really analyze what I'm doing, where I see it going. And I guess to really question myself that I'm taking the best path and not just the easiest path. Now, I really hope that this case study leads to fewer excuses and more success for everyone, and that includes myself. Now, this is actually my seventh update, and you can watch the first six at digitalnomadwannabe.com slash case study. Now, this episode will make sense if you haven't watched the previous ones, but to get the most out of this entire case study, you really do need to watch all the updates after you finish this one. There is just so many steps along the way that I can share with you. Now, don't forget, you can find today's show notes at digitalnomadwannabe.com slash episode 12. And if you enjoy today's show, make sure you subscribe to the Make Money Blogging Podcast and leave a review. Now, this episode is sponsored by Build Blog Freedom Fast Track, my 10-week program that shows you the 20% of blogging you need to do to get 80% of the results step-by-step. Learn exactly how to use SEO to get traffic and then to monetize that traffic with affiliates. And this is the exact process that I have followed to grow my Malaysia site. There is also a bonus course, which is part of the Fast Track about starting a new site which teaches you the process I followed when I decided to start this site. So how to work out if the niche is a good idea, how to get the site up and running, what to do first, and all those types of questions are covered in that course. 
So I'm just going to start with some quick background on the site for people who have not heard of it before. So if you have, you might just want to skip the next 20 seconds. A recap of where I was at the last update in February, and then I'll go through what's happened the last few months and, and what I'm planning to do next. So my new site is a destination site on Malaysia. It's called Dive Into Malaysia. It's diveintomalaysia.com, and it focuses on travel in Malaysia. Now, the strategies and techniques I discuss in this update are generally applicable across any niche. Don't think that they only apply to destination sites and travel blogs because I've applied the exact same strategies on my lifestyle blog, my personal finance blog, my parenting niche sites. You name it, I may have had the site in that niche and I've done the same process to grow traffic and income. So let's just step back a bit to my last update, which was in February. I feel like I was a whole different person then. The world was a different world and I really had no idea everything that was about to happen. Now at that time, my site was 15.5 months old. And I was getting prepared to fly to Berlin for ITB Berlin, where I hoped to talk to Malaysian tourism authorities and many other related businesses. You know, I had lots of meetings booked and stuff prepared, ready to get serious about working with brands and growing this side of my business. You know, I put so much effort into that. I I'd worked for a couple of months on, on preparing for that, my goals and just everything I could to make it happen so that I could move my Malaysia site past my usual formula of SEO and affiliate marketing. Now, this all ended up being cancelled at the last minute. It was incredibly upsetting to me. I was really heartbroken about it for many reasons, um, especially though because of all the work I'd put in and all the opportunity I saw that was coming my way, that was just ripped away. Of course, at that point, I still didn't realise just how many things were going to really go wrong this year, but it doesn't change the fact that it was upsetting. Now, at that point, the last full month of earnings was $920 and the traffic was 39,000 pages. And I'd made a plan for the year to get revenue up to $10,000 a month by the end of 2020. My Malaysian travel Facebook group I'd been running since July last year had started finally sort of taking off, getting enough numbers, more people were joining. It didn't feel like I was talking to myself anymore. I'd also organized some sponsored travel in Malaysia for the end of March, which of course ended up cancelled as well. And I also upped my budget for content creation for this site, as well as all the other parts of my business and hired people to help. But really... Don't let that turn you off thinking I have a team of people. That would just be replaced by someone working part-time on the site. But given I was moving to just working two days a week, you know, I run, I don't know how many sites at the moment, over 10, I think, you know, I need help to be able to work part-time on the site. But I'll talk more about that later. Now, obviously, just after this update in March, everything changed with Corona. Like I said, I didn't go to Berlin or Malaysia, travel pretty much stopped worldwide. And in mid-March, Malaysia went into lockdown with foreigners not allowed to enter. And basically, second that happened, my traffic and earnings went off a cliff. I mean, what's kind of more surprising is they didn't drop much before that. They did a little bit around early Feb, I think it was late January, when sort of there was like that first initial wave came out of China, you know, in Malaysia, it's not that far from China. It's a big Chinese population, a Chinese background population, I should say, and is popular with Chinese tourists. So they were a little bit affected at the beginning there, but then the traffic sort of bounced back until mid-March where it just went totally off a cliff, right? There is like a vertical drop. My own mindset at this time was admittedly very terrible. I was just so disappointed by the lost opportunities with everything I'd planned that the idea of working on this site was so upsetting that I just didn't. I also stopped my team working on it too. And I really didn't look at it again until late May. Now, I do want to say with that too, that that wasn't totally an emotional decision. I could have just let my team keep working on it and took a personal break. It was also because whenever I talk about getting content written on my team, my team is across my whole business, right? It's not like it's a zillion people working whatever hours I want them to work. It's a few people working very part-time. So I always have to think about how to best use their resources across all the different sites I'm managing. 
And even from the beginning, I realized this wasn't going to be like six months and the world will be back to normal. I realized it was going to take quite a while for travel to be back to normal. So I was better off concentrating on sites where hopefully in six months time, they would be more normal. Now, because I concentrate on SEO content, six to 12 months for an article to do really well is quite normal. So in some ways, it's fine to work on it at this point in time. And we're working on it again now. But back in March, I knew like September, it still wasn't going to be taking off and I would be better off putting that energy into some of my other sites where that content could make a lot of money by September. So, I mean, that was also part of my thinking. So late March, I did hire some new writers, initially for a similarly branded Philippines site that I've started, Dive Into Philippines. It's going to be way on the back burner. It's sort of a side project at the moment. But I thought this was a good opportunity to try hiring a Filipino writer that, you know, had seen a bit of the Philippines and could write about Philippine travel. And then I had such good applications, I ended up hiring two writers And so I've got them working on Malaysia as well. Now, three weeks ago, something big happened, which is Malaysia opened up for domestic travel, uh, still no foreigners, and traffic went up overnight. So I had a reverse cliff. I don't know. I guess it's still a cliff, but it's like moving in the right direction. Now, it's not back to where it was, but it is much better. And there is some bookings coming through again, and there is reason to be a little bit optimistic again. So I'm recording this actually on June 29. And if I look at June up until June 28, my traffic for June so far is 25,000 page views. To give an indication of where it was, May was just under 7,000. And this is after January being 39,000, which was admittedly the best month the site had ever had. So being back to 25,000 right now, part of a month is, is pretty amazing. But to give an even better idea, I took the last three weeks of traffic since it started recovering of June And I basically divided it by 21, times it by 30 to get an idea of what a month page views might be like with the new traffic levels. And that actually puts it up to 33,600 page views. So while it's not that 39,000 of January, which like I said, was my highest month, I am very happy with that. That's like a really good recovery. And of course, that should only go up as Malaysia opens up to foreigners. And just, I think, as people feel safer to travel. Now, my earnings June 1 to 28 is $218, which I'm also very happy about. You know, of course, it won't make me rich and and some of it is book travel and things can change in an instant and be cancelled. But I think that's pretty much locked in that amount because people seem to realise that, you know, just about every hotel booking for the month had already departed or is about to. About a third of that was bus and ferry bookings for the immediate future. So they've pretty much been taken as well. And then ad money was about a third as well. So that's not disappearing. And just about every cent of that was from the last three weeks. So it would be a bit higher if it was for a whole month. Now, to compare and give you an idea where I was during the bad months, uh, May was $31. April was only $9. And while $218 isn't going to make me rich, I'm spending more money on the site than that, I am happy given the current state of the world. You know, it, it just gives you that hope things will get back. Now, the upside for me with Malaysia is that it has gone through coronavirus pandemic without a huge outbreak. Their numbers are very similar to Australia, where I live. So if you're an Australian, there is a lot of similarities there. However, like Australia, this is going to make it harder to open the borders to tourists again, just because, you know, you don't want to just suddenly get a zillion cases. So I'm not sure when this will happen fully, but they are slowly opening up. They're realising they need to. They're making plans. They're letting in people, visa categories and stuff. But for the moment, at least the domestic travel will make me some money. So to sort of recap all this a bit and and sort of go over it again, add some more data, after coronavirus started having an impact on my life back in late February, stopped working on this site and I stopped everyone in my team working on it too. We only started again in late May 
And this has been back to content where I feel we can rank, which help people plan their trips and has scope for affiliate revenue too. We've probably added about 12 new articles from then until now. So this is late June when I'm recording this. And I do want to add, like I said before, this was also strategic. Just really, I have other sites as well. And I thought my resources were better on that. I also had very limited time myself during this period. Today is actually only my fourth work day since March 12. So that's three and a half months ago, where I haven't had the kids at home. And that's obviously had a really dramatic impact on what I can achieve in my business, my mental state, like just everything. It's really not been very much fun. My husband has not been able to cut back his hours. He works in an essential service, actually. So the vast majority of homeschooling and kid care has been on me. Now, before I do move on, I do want to talk about my references to my team a bit more. I did talk about this a little bit before, just because I know how off-putting it can be when you're a solo show, you know, with no money, and it can seem like what I'm talking about just could never work for you because you don't have a team. But You do have to remember most of my growth on this site, you know, you can go watch my other updates. I talk about what I do, what I outsource. Most of my growth until now has been me working on it, my site, less than a day a week on average and not because of other people. What I'm putting in now with this team, this is so in a year's time, it's doing better. Didn't get me to where I am now. Now, even with my team now, they're all very part-time. We're talking one to two days a week. How many people is that at the moment? Four people are involved in Dive in Malaysia. They work right across my business, so they're not only working on Dive in Malaysia, right? So it's, it's very little time, really. And probably in reality, you're talking about one person working one to two days a week on average. So if you're kind of a team, you can achieve what I'm saying just by you working on it one to two days a week. But remember with that, that, that we are super focused and strategic. We're not doing anything at the moment that's not about getting that great content out there. So what's up next? What are we planning next? Now, I'm sure you're already feeling it is very, very hard to plan at the moment. In fact, I'd say it's near on impossible in the travel niche. And it's not just even the state of the world and travel to Malaysia, but the situation in my own home. You know, we've just had an increase of cases in Melbourne in the last week. And my council has, where we live, has actually been named a hotspot, albeit thanks to only six cases, which maybe seems quite ridiculous um, if you live in countries that have been hard hit by coronavirus. But unfortunately, all it takes is six cases here for a lot of public alarm, and there is talk of going back into lockdown for my area. Now, if this happens, that will obviously have a huge impact for my business because I really learned from the two months we just spent in lockdown that I just can't even try to work as well as look after the kids and homeschool again. I I pushed along as well as I could. I was basically working every day until 10 a.m. So I'd get up 10 a.m. and then take over from my husband who'd have to work the rest of the time. It sounds okay in theory, but it just, it really, did not work. It was really stressful. He still had to work eight hours on top of that. And there was, you know, a lot of other stuff I had to do around the house and for the kids, even beyond just the homeschooling. It was a really tough two months for me mentally. And I've really promised myself that if it happens again, I just have no choice but to step back. I have to not work on my business, at least not past making sure the websites are online, managing the workload a bit for my team, because I want to make sure they keep having jobs. That's where my main pressure I feel comes from that I have to keep working because there isn't work for them to do if I don't give it to them or if I don't have some input into the business. But I need to like push it back to as minimal as possible. And I've got to really try and get my head out of it so I'm not as consumed by it so I can concentrate on the kids or I I just drive myself crazy. So I'm really trying to work out myself what that can look like exactly to prepare myself in case that happens. But of course, all of that means that it makes it really hard to plan. 
hey, how can I plan even the next month when we could go into lockdown later this week? It's a really strong possibility at the moment. So anything I plan has to be loose. I'm really struggling between making smart goals, you know, specific measurable ones, a lot about goal setting on digitalnomadwannabe.com and in the Facebook group, because I think it's just so important. It's an integral part of my course as well. But I think it's really hard to do that in this environment when you're someone like me that is very self-motivated and gets really stressed if I'm not reaching my goals. So usually my goals would be around profit or revenue, a number. I find that's the smartest way for me to work. But it's like, how do I make a realistic one, especially when at any moment I might have to stop work? So I'm sort of taking my personality in account and doing something I don't really necessarily recommend you do because I think it really is important to have clear goals. But I'm trying not to be as clear at the moment, to be honest, because I just think with my personality and with how my life might end up uh, in the short term, that I'm just going to give myself so much stress that it's just not worth it. So I more have a few things I want to achieve and I'm trying to not even set clear timelines around when that will happen. So I really hope to get a digital product completed in the next couple of months. Um, If lockdown doesn't happen, then I hope that will happen in the next month and a half. I think that's really important because I think it's part of becoming an authority in your niche, uh, which is, you know, one of my goals for Dive Into Malaysia is to be the authority on Malaysian travel and having a digital product, I think, really helps with that. Uh, I'm not sure if it'll be an e-book or like some type of planning guide. It'll be something around planning, right, you know, on my niche. I think that really helps you be seen as an authority and obviously it's another source of income. So I'm I'm really serious about getting that done. And I also, you know, want to keep getting that content out. So the same thing I've been doing all along for this site, which is those SEO optimized articles that use affiliate marketing to make income. So when I've planned content for the next quarter and and my loose plans in my head for the rest of the year, I'm going to have two whole months. So I think it's July and October where my team will only work on producing Malaysian content. So hopefully that will be about 15 articles at each of those times. So 30 more articles for the rest of the year. And that's where you can see, even if you don't have a team, like that's really only about an article a week on average for the rest of the year. So that is achievable for people who are working on their blogs by themselves. But yeah, they're all articles to help that site grow their authority, help it grow grow traffic and income so that in the next couple of years, when hopefully things go back to where they were, you know, that site is much better off than what it was at the start of this year. Now, this is really a great time to be writing SEO-optimized articles, no matter what your niche, because they do take a while to work, you know, to get that traffic. So if you're in travel or another niche hard hit, you know, you will get the payoff later. You usually get an SEO payoff straight away, you know, so it doesn't really matter if no one's looking for that information right this minute, but later would be good. And in fact, this reminds me of St. Girls that I did back in April that is worth doing like ASAP really, unless your niche is getting back to normal too is to go do a whole lot of keyword research. Back in April, I, along with some help with my VA, went and researched so many topic ideas. Well, I did all the topic ideas. I worked out the topic, I don't know, maybe for like 60-odd of the next posts for Dive in Malaysia, maybe more, maybe it was up to 100. But anyway, a lot of the main keywords for those articles, I went and found them now. I can reevaluate them later, right? But I found them and me or my VA downloaded all the related keywords for it. Now, this is because keyword tools, whether it's key search or whatever else you are looking at, they use average search volumes, okay, for the, from the last year. Now, obviously, when no one was looking for this travel content, for, for my site, it was, what, three months of no one really looking? And in some parts of travel, and I'm sure other niches hit by this, there's probably still no one looking, right? And it could be for a very long time. It really affects those search volumes and it stops giving you an idea of like what people looked for before coronavirus that they might go back to looking for in a couple of years. 
Okay, so I think it's really good to go do a whole lot of keyword research. I mean, how competitive a keyword is, you can tell that in six months time, right? That won't really matter. But to get all that search volume information that's a bit more correct is really important. I found even within a couple of months of this disaster, a lot of search volumes had changed a lot from what I'd seen earlier in the year. So I think that's a really good task. So that is something I've done. I've planned a lot of articles. By planning them at the moment, I mean, I just have the main keyword and I have the keywords sitting there. Um, But I think that's really useful to do. Now, my plans for brand partnerships, sponsorships, et cetera, are on hold for the foreseeable future. So I'm really not thinking about it at all. You know, even if Malaysia opens up, I face the problem that they are saying until at least July next year. So over a year before they think that Australia will allow Australians to leave to go travel. So I have like, I possibly have even a lot longer than that before I'll be allowed to leave the country. It's kind of the bad side of, of the position we've got ourselves in, in coronavirus, where we've managed to, to flatten the curve and, and basically eradicate it from most of Australia, but it means we can't let people in. So that is a little bit scary what future holds there, but obviously that will have an impact on my business or make brand partnerships, sponsorships, et cetera, harder. It'll also mean that I won't have an Australian audience for my site for quite a while. It just, no doubt, will have lots of other implications that I'm not even thinking about right now. So I'm just putting all that on hold. Of course, you also have the aspect that a lot of tourism businesses are just not going to have the money to invest in things like this at the moment. So I just don't think it's worth me thinking about at the moment. So really, I kind of feel like I'm back to where I was a year ago. I didn't go back and watch my update from this time last year, but I wonder if like my goals would be very similar to that, you know, like concentrating on that quality, useful content to help dive in Malaysia become the authority while I raise revenue with ads and affiliate marketing. It is disappointing to me that all the big plans I had for this year, you know, that I'm kind of feel like I've gone back a year, but I do try to remember that that's not actually the case because as I add more articles and do all of this, I am making the site better. It will get more traffic. It will earn more income when things are back to normal. But yeah, I mean, it is what it is, right? I need to just move on. It will come back, try and convince myself of all of this because I know it's true, but I think you also need to be kind to yourself at this time too, right? It is a shock to all of us. It is a bit of a grieving process for the life we're used to know and that's okay. I do definitely want to get on the digital product though. Like I said, I think it's part of being seen as the authority and it's another monetization avenue. So that's it really. That's where my Malaysia site is right now. That's what I've got planned for the future. And I hope you found this interesting and relatable as we all battle changing conditions in the world. I think if there's one thing coronavirus has given us, it is a common problem that we can all relate to no matter where we are in the world. You know, my situation might be a bit different here, someone in another country. Um, But we all have, you know, a common understanding of what we're going through. So I I do like that aspect of it, but just I wish it was for a good reason. Now you can find show notes for this episode at digitalnomadwannabe.com slash episode 12. And make sure you subscribe to this channel because next episode, I'm going to be talking about my story in regards to growing an online business, why I decided to start and how I went about becoming a professional travel blogger and then growing many other blogs, including Digital Nomad Wannabe. Now that I've grown multiple blogs to six figures, you know, there really is so much I've learned that could be useful in your own blogging journey. I'll also talk about what I'm doing in my business right now beyond just dive in Malaysia and where I want to end up. This will be great for anyone who likes to learn from others who've had success about how others operate and make decisions in this space. And I really look forward to chatting to you there. Thanks for listening to Make Money Blogging with Digital Nomad Wannabe. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast for more actionable tips and strategies for growing traffic and income for your blog so you can build a blogging business you love. Don't forget to leave a review so we can continue to bring you the best content. See you next episode.